0: This is the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast. My name is Dennis McGee, Jr. Today is January the 14th, 2020. It is just after 11:30 in the morning here in the Philadelphia Pennsylvania area. You know, sometimes when I do a message, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not really 100% sure what what it's going to be about or or I just do the best I can always to be open to God's will, whatever God wants me to do. And Uh, This message, I feel, has been given to me a a while ago, and I knew today this had to be the message, and that is this. January 14th, we celebrate the Feast of the Infant Jesus, specifically the the Feast of the Miraculous Infant Jesus of Prague. Now, technically speaking, the Infant Jesus of Prague has two feast days. We celebrate the infant Jesus today, and we also celebrate him on the very first Sunday in May. Uh, if you if, if you check out when we celebrate these Catholic feasts, you will see that. it's It needs to be promoted in a much greater way, and that's why I'm doing this message. Over the last year and a half, specifically, I would say, yeah, about a year and a half, I have the infant Jesus has has been a much greater part of my prayer life. I specifically beginning in the summer of 2018. And in a very simple and profound way, I want to make this very clear. The infant Jesus makes life better and easier. That's the simplest way I can say it. I mean, who wouldn't want to have a better life and who wouldn't want to have an easier life? And the reason I say that is this. Now, I'll tell you what, let me begin with this real quickly because I am looking at a a prayer card of St. Anthony of Padua, who's known as the miraculous St. Anthony. Uh, St. Anthony was known for working miracles while here on earth. And St. Anthony is known for being very gentle, so much so that he attracted the infant Jesus. It is uh, that the Christ child appeared to St. Anthony and he actually held the Christ child. On how many occasions? I'm not clear. But because of this great relationship that St. Anthony had with the infant Jesus, one can imagine St. Anthony whispering into the ears of the infant Jesus his prayer requests, thus being known as the miraculous St. Anthony. You can see that, that powerful, the power of the infant Jesus. Uh, I think I've told this story before, but it's it's worth repeating. Um, The godfather of my godson, Ashton, and who I was holding right after his baptism. And he was about seven months, eight months old at the time of this. And I said it out loud and as I looked into his eyes and I just, I said, who, who could refuse these eyes? You know, who, who could refuse uh, this, the innocence and the beauty of this child? And it made me realize internally how the infant Jesus approaches our eternal father and how our eternal father uh, in a great and most, uh, our most merciful father must have, the most compassion uh, for the infant Jesus, or at least this this incredibly high degree of compassion and mercy for our Lord Jesus as an infant, right? And we can see the infant Jesus, we can envision the infant Jesus uh, uh, approaching our Heavenly Father with, with with our requests. So, the infant Jesus of Prague in a specific way. I'm going to read some information here for you because it is, it's imperative. Now, remember, a couple of the great promises of the infant Jesus of Prague are this. Now, you know the image I'm referencing. If you don't, you can use your computer to Google the image, infant Jesus of Prague. You will see uh, Jesus dressed as a prince or as a king in royalty where he's he has a crown, clearly an infant, and he's holding the globe in his hand left hand with his right hand raised in blessing or in benediction and we can see ourselves in a sense within this globe you know as we venerate this image as we honor this image we there's there's something begins to happen and you recognize the reality that jesus the infant jesus can you can envision holding this globe and bestowing blessings upon us in a very special way. One of the great promises is Jesus says, the more you honor me, the more I will bless you. And he's referring to his sacred infancy. Uh, another promise is this, and I've said this many times, is as long as you venerate this image, you will not be in one. Amen. Meaning our wants are met. Hence, I go back to that very simple statement, but I hope you find it to be profound, is that the infant Jesus makes life easier and better. You know, I I probably could have sat down and wrote all the things, but I, I think over the last year and a half, that's an easy way of saying it. Adopting this part of my prayer life, and what I do specifically is uh, I have, do have a statue of the infant Jesus of Prague, which was given to me after I had begun this devotion. That was given to me less than a year ago. But I've had these prayer cards for about a year and a half I've been venerating. And what I'll do is I'll pray three Our Fathers, three Hail Marys and three Glory Bees as I'm venerating the infant Jesus. And of course, I'm worshiping God Almighty, worshiping Jesus as I venerate Him through this image. And then sometimes I'll just sit quietly and just take that time and and just really just spend time. And what you recognize is you recognize Jesus in your heart. You recognize Him holding the globe. You recognize the presence of the Spirit amongst us. And You can just, you just recognize Jesus as your best friend. And you're not being asked to overthink it, just to spend time with your best friend. And isn't that really what God's asking us? Love for God is considered to be one of the greatest attributes we can have, as we find out in the Diary of Divine Mercy. But I'm going to read just some of the history. I've done this before, but being the fact, uh, let's do this. Let me read just a, just a part of this on the back of this prayer card. Of course, this, this devotion is fully approved by the Catholic Church, and I find it interesting. I will say this. I find it fascinating that to my knowledge, and I could be corrected on this, but I, to my knowledge there is only one parish in the United States, Roman Catholic parish, that is named after the infant Jesus, specifically the infant Jesus of Prague. And that parish is in Alabama. Why is that significant? Well, if memory serves me correct, the parish was established in the 30s. I'd have to double check that online. But I believe it was established in the 30s. Well, I looked on a map. And it's only, it's less than 10 miles away, I believe it is, from the, from the headquarters of EWTN. I'll say that again. The Infant Jesus Parish is less than 10 miles from the headquarters of EWTN. I don't know, is that is that an accident? Is that uh, by uh, by design? I'm going to go with by design. I don't think that's an accident at all. That the how unlikely is it that EWTN would become this grand and global Catholic headquarters, international success out of the state of Alabama, which is not really known for its strong Catholic presence. But yet the infant Jesus is leading the way. The other thing to note about Alabama, the interesting thing about the state is this. I think it's arguable, maybe even unarguable. It's now becoming the most pro-life state in the union. Again, I don't think that's any accident. So let me, let me read some of the history of the infant Jesus of Prague. I'm going to begin with, with, the, with the words, with the great promise. As long as you venerate this image, you will not be in one. Think about that for a moment. Anything you could possibly want, anything you could possibly desire will be met. And I'm sure by the mercy of Jesus exceeded. That's why I say the infant Jesus makes life easier and better, continuing with the prayer card. Her prediction was verified. As long as the divine infant was venerated, God showed himself as a kind helper through his son, and the community prospered both spiritually and temporally. But when the devotion to the infant was relaxed, God's blessing seemed to depart from the house. For many years, this statue has been enshrined on a side altar in the church of Our Lady of Victory in the city of Prague, it is of wax and is about 19 inches high. It is clothed in a royal mantle and has a beautiful jeweled crown on its head. Its right hand is raised in blessing. Its left hand holds a globe signifying sovereignty. So many graces have been received by those who invoked the divine child before the original statue that it has been called the miraculous infant Jesus of pride. We read the following in an old book printed in Kempt. All who approach this miraculous statue and pray there with confidence, receive assistance in danger, consolation in sorrows, aid in poverty, comfort in anxiety, light in spiritual darkness, streams of grace in dryness of soul, health in sickness and hope and despair. In thanksgiving for the numerous graces and cures received, the miraculous statue at Prague was solemnly crowned on the side, sol- the pardon me. In thanksgiving for the numerous graces and cures received, the miraculous statue at Prague was solemnly crowned on the Sunday after Easter in 1665. Which I want to make a note is now, we now know that as the, as the feast of mercy. Think about that. And remember this, the infant Jesus appears many times to St. Faustina in the diary of my mercy, many times. So the infant Jesus and the divine mercy are, there's this incredible connection in a very special way. Continuing, what is said of the original statue may also be applied also to the images of the infant Jesus of Prague, which are venerated the world over. Amen. I have to tell a quick story too. As I was reading that, I was reminded. Remember, one of the promises is health and sickness. So it was about maybe uh, just over a month ago. My stomach was really bothering me. I mean, it was hard to explain. It was just really, it was just really, really. It was I was in pain, and it was about it was about a week. It wasn't a uh, a you know a, it was it wasn't a sharp pain. It was more just like a dull aching pain. I wasn't sure what was going on. I mentioned it to my wife. It' been going on for about a week. It was kind of kind of strange. So one night I and I had I'll, I'll admit I kind of got I get um hot and cold with this devotion. And I guess you could say I've gotten kind of cold with this devotion. I had not been practicing this part of my devotional life as best as I could. So that night I I sat down, I was in front of my couch in front of this statue that a friend had given me from St. Anne's church in Bristol of the infant Jesus, the infant Jesus of Prague where he's holding the globe, right? And he's dressed as a King and I'm venerating. I said some prayers, and I had heard not audibly, but within my soul, Jesus told me He was going to heal my stomach soon. By the end of the by the end of the prayer session, it was probably about a half hour. I just sat there, just taking my time with with our Lord, and just allowing Him to to comfort me and just basically heal me. By the time I had woken up the next day, my stomach problem had been gone and hasn't come back. That is the truth. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't. So health and sickness. I cannot tell you enough how much the aid in poverty. I mean that again. uh, I believe the infant Jesus in a special way is known as the patron of financial distress. And believe me, my wife and I have experienced financial distress over the last few years. And the infant Jesus just keeps stepping up and filling these voids where we need help. It's amazing. Aid in poverty. You're going... Jesus keeps every promise he makes. These are promises he makes; he obviously will keep them. In closing, I do want—I I want to uh, inform you of one other part of this devotion that I that I began practicing recently over the last month, and that's the litany of the miraculous infant Jesus of Prague. My advice: Google it, find it, make sure it's it's written in accordance with Catholic teaching. I believe I found it. Uh, uh, there's a gentleman who named Glenn who runs a website called Mystics of the Church. And everything that he writes is always in communion to his knowledge and to our knowledge uh, is, is in communion with, with Catholic Church teaching, which is critical because Jesus founded the church and said that he would guide the church through his apostolic succession. So that's that's a whole other message. So it's important to always find prayers that are in accordance with Catholic teaching. This one specifically is written, uh, looks like by... Just as it's written here, Bernard O'Connor, diocesan censor. And then there's, uh, it says Daniel Mannix. The date was 8-1-1963. Looks like in uh, Melbourne, I'm guessing Australia. So in any event... The point is, is, is this this litany of the miraculous infant Jesus of Prague has been awesome, and I do highly encourage you to find it and find it the one that is, of course, or the ones that are in accordance with Catholic Church teaching. That's critical. I just hope if you took the time to listen to this message, that you don't just take the time to listen to it, but that you you say this is the year, this is the time. Today's the day. I'm going to begin this devotion to the infant Jesus of Prague. Today is his feast day. Take a moment and wish him a happy feast day. He is known as the miraculous infant Jesus. Folks, if you do this, be ready for happiness, be ready for miracles, and I assure you of this, the infant Jesus will make your life easier and better. Amen. My name is Dennis McGee, Jr. Thank you for listening, supporting, and sharing the Jesus Only Speaks the Truth podcast.